We had one of those multi-generational moments in the late 90s, my son, his grandfather, and me. We were all enjoying a newly discovered treat, real shave ice, and we had it under the banyan tree in Lahaina. Turns out we were together for what would be one of our last family pictures. According to Google, it's 2,442 miles from my house to Lahaina. That's as the crow flies, not American Airlines. There are some remarkable similarities, one road in, one road out, issues with water and red flag conditions. The break is over. It's time to get back to work. Come on in. September, National Preparedness Month, and boy, it couldn't come at a better time. August has been just unbelievable. I'm already seeing a flood of stuff in my inbox all about prepping, like everybody just discovered this stuff last week. Now, we've had an interesting month a couple weeks ago. My wife came in, woke me up. I'd been taking a nap. Said, you got to see this. We looked out the front window and saw smoke filling the streets. Holy that was two weeks ago and our bug out bags they are still in a pile by the front door triggered to say the least uh, it was not an emergency it was just we have like I think 16 active fires currently burning in our immediate area and it was smoke that had been blown in by the bizarre weather and atmospherics we get it scared us to death but it was a good wake up. I'm going to be sharing a link that is good, active fires near me, and it'll be in the uh, the login spot, and I find it very useful to go on. It's one of a number you can find with the Google search, and this is through CDF and uh, through some of our emergency services. So let's Let's kind of put things in perspective. On the subject of bug out bags in and Lahaina, a couple were interviewed on CNN. They had lost their home for a second time due to fire. The husband actually saw it start, called it in, there was a discussion, and during this interview the wife came in, and I can't get the actual video again, It's it's been taken down, so I'm doing this from memory. If I get it wrong, it's not intentional. But she says, honey, I, I wish we had done the bug out bag. We only had three minutes to get out of here. They were staying with some friends. She looked in the camera. It was not solicited. It was an honest comment. We're seeing articles from across the United States telling folks, prepare your go bags. The West Coast has active fires in Washington, Oregon, and California. And like I said, I looked this morning, I think there are 16 fires burning in the uh, in the area some of them over a week old some of them just a few days ago some of them are being contained but there's a lot of smoke the air quality I I think it's like 250 right now so it's a situation looking about the problems that are happening in each event uh, in Maui and in, uh, in California and the big fires that they've had in a number of areas usually conflicts in communication now locally we've had some uh, officials working on 
problems here in our area. And one thing they pointed out, I found out uh, by reading this in the Rogue Valley Times, uh, good, good little paper, folks are notified by the sheriff, a problem they've highlighted, it's called milling. People are told, usually by the sheriff, to get out, gotta go, fire, danger. Sheriff will come back 30 minutes when they complete their sweep. Those people haven't moved. They're milling around, looking, maybe moving a few things from here to there, but not really packing up and going. A lot of this is because people believe it won't happen here. That's what the forest fire that chases you out of your home or the planet turning into a cinder cone. It can't be that bad. It's not going to happen here. Or even worse, well, it's already happened once. It won't happen again. As you look at some of the disasters, there's a repeating theme of missed or incomplete, even non-existing communication. That's a big uh, topic in Maui. The blame game is being played back and forth. One side said it's impossible to warn everyone. The other side's charges. No warnings were given at all. And blame is fun. It makes you feel better. It maybe helps something. Maybe it doesn't. You have water shortages. And then to add to the blame shifting and finger pointing, there are power company problems showing up as an existing theme. And one final point, they are even seeing cases of arson. People, I believe when arson occurs, and this is just me, I'm not speaking for the company or anybody else, but uh, I think arson, when there's a loss of life, is a hanging offense plain and simple. There's always promises to move forward and improve and we're going to get better. The bottom line is, ladies and gentlemen, it's time once again for you and I to return to being self-sufficient. Now the go bag is a great first step. I've been saying this for years. When I started it was three days. Now 30 days of self-sufficiency is suggested. 30 days is not going to fit in a backpack, but you will get three days worth of stuff for getting from point A to point B. The problem is the scope has just gotten too big. That's why getting started on a bag is just the beginning of the process. You've got the journey underway. Now you can set some goals. And by goals, I add that S. You have to have a number of goals. Your first task is to get out of harm's way. Get out. Do it safely. Do it quickly. Have a plan. Stay safe when you're out. Stay safe in your new location. Don't just run willy-nilly and run into a cave full of bears. It's a ridiculous example, but I'm trying to make a point here. Stay healthy. You should have your medicines. You should have the psychological comforts, a picture of uh, a loved one if you happen to get separated. Uh, be aware of the possibility that you may get separated. You're going to have to one day hopefully return to your home and if possible, rebuild. There's a lot that happens and the bug out bag is how you get kick started. There's going to be a lot of problems. Things are only going to continue to change. It's up to you and me and those around you, those part of your close inner circle to plan for tomorrow. 
You see, TV and movies have done us a major disservice. They picture us walking off into the forest, our dog following behind us, a shotgun and a backpack slung over your shoulder, uh, heading into a, a woodsy glen next to a, a, a babbling brook. Well, that's totally unrealistic, and I think any of us who were here in the fires several years ago know that's not the way it's going to be. It seems like the entire town's going to get up and follow you to the freeway, or follow you to your secret back road. We have one road in, one road out, technically two, but they kind of parallel. So, yeah, let's think about this. We keep hearing the same story over and over. The cells go down. The texts go down. There's going to be problems with communication. So what other methods of communication are you competent, prepared, able, willing to use? Uh, cell phones, okay, well, they may not be dependable. Text usually is going to last, but if the towers go down, then what? Well, you can go to CB. Those don't require a license. Ham radio, if you are qualified and you do need a license, I think there's a provision in an emergency, but they are very strict on just getting in there and babbling. So uh, if you're interested in ham, there's some good groups around, good peeps to help you. It's very, very worthwhile. Uh, Walkie-talkies are good for a short distance. And there are some new things in the satellite phone area, ranging from a couple of hundred to a couple of thousand dollars, where they have little things that are just going to text for you and summon help and get basic communication up to the traditional cell phone you see in the movies with those cool little antennas so everybody knows you've got money to waste. These things are uh, several thousand dollars and in an emergency that cost can be life-saving. Another thing we're going to have to look at and that we have seen problems both right here in talent. I've mentioned it in previous programs. Uh, we had looters. We had problems in this area. Law gets to be kind of a liquid concept. Are you trespassing or are you protecting private property? When you're escaping a fire, that fence may have to come down. Is that vandalism or are you saving your life? Are you looting or are you scavenging for food to protect your family? There are a lot of different interpretations. I would like to get with uh, some of the folks from law enforcement. Common sense is never going to, well, <laughs> common sense doesn't exist, but uh, it used to, back when I was a boy, uh, it was pretty obvious saving your life or the life of others is going to, uh, I believe, take priority over a keep out sign food for discussion. We're going to be talking about that in the months to come. In my lifetime, and I'm a boomer, I admit it, I'm proud of it, we were the generation. We were the folks that could get stuff done. Now, people are standing around waiting to be led. We're milling. We're not sure what to do. We get an order that says get out and, oh, well, well, can we trust that information? Uh, if you see bright lights, flames, and smoke headed your way, it's probably not a hoax. What happened, folks? Have we become so untrusting, so fearful that uh, 
that we're not willing to stand up and take control of our own lives? We need, and by we I mean you and I and those closest to us, to work on our ability to get good, intelligent decisions made. You need to be self-sufficient and able to stand on your own for 30 days minimum. FEMA put this out. Preppers put this out. This is a huge and it's a daunting task, but it's not really. If you do it a little bit at a time, and I say this every time I bring this up, start with the bag. Then you have a bag for the car. Then you have a bag for the office. Start building. That way you're not under massive pressure to get this all done by Wednesday, because you aren't going to do it. It's a major aspect. Another point is people get so busy racing towards this imaginary goal line that they lose control of where they're going. They feel pressured to complete. And I'm going to tell a story on myself, a perfect example. The water filter system I have, and I have several, one is a dual bag, dual filter for cleaning out icky, icky water, bad stuff. The water system is great. It's top rated. Problem is, I forgot how to put the stupid thing together. That's right. I got so busy acquiring, so busy tracking down this, that, and the other, I forgot how to use what I have. That's on me. I tell you that because you don't... I don't want you to do the same thing. I want you to do is keep your directions in a little plastic bag right with the product. That's what I'm in the process of doing now. Another thing people have forgotten in the race to get a big bag full of stuff and a pile of supplies, they forget their friends. You can pack your SUV full of stuff but what about the people? Who do you want in the passenger seat? Who do you want to be driving to meet? Who will you pick up along the way? You see, we think of ourselves as lone wolves. I call shenanigans on that. We are pack animals, herd animals. We are social animals. Think about who you want to share your space with in an emergency. In our family, several wives ago, there was that legendary vacation to Yosemite. You think that was stressful? Huh. Yeah. Sit down and think about this. I wouldn't want to be that guy sharing the Yosemite vacation over again in a life or death situation. Prepping is a bad camping trip if you let it. If you don't plan now, if you don't address these issues, if you don't look at the kind of things like that vacation from hell when Cousin Bob came along and you forgot the meat and the squirrels got into the granola and the deer came through and crashed the tent and you all got ran off into poison ivy to hide from the, uh, from the raccoons. If you don't plan for this, if you don't think about this, if you look at that nirvana of, yes, we now have an SUV full of stuff, and you don't have people with you that you have discussed those issues, that, that you've discussed the problems, that you've agreed to disagree on points, it's going to happen. Deal with it when you've got time to deal with it rather than reacting to it. Slow down. 
get centered and focus on the goal. Getting out of the house or getting out of the danger area and on the road, yes, first priority. Do follow good instructions. Our Sheriff's Department is a great bunch of men and women out there. I have the highest respect. Somebody comes to my door and says, hey, you got to do this. Copy that. I'm gone. Next time, look at all those things we can put together in a bug out bag. That's what I want to do next week. A lot of people forget stuff when they put their supplies together. So now what my goal for this season is going to be expand our focus and skill set. Look at those things that tend to fall through the cracks and work on building relationships. Who are you going to spend the apocalypse with? All right, other stuff. CHL classes still on the second Saturday of each month. The next one's coming up September 9th and then again October 14th. We also have, and I mentioned this earlier, it's been on the website, but we've been off the air. We have a non-ballistic self-defense class. Uh, now, this was originally part of the women's class series, but now it's being offered as a standalone. This is really good. Uh, basic point is we all come equipped with 10 really good self-defense weapons uh, that don't require any purchases whatsoever. It's something that you can benefit from, men or women. If you'd like more details, details are on the website. Okay, the break is over, folks. It's time to get serious. Let's work on uh, getting through this. Let's get on coming together as a family because we are. I look at every one of you out there who listens to this as family members. We're seeing an increase in downloads. Thank you for downloading this. Thank you for sharing it with other people and getting the information out. And one other thing I'm seeing a lot of, and I think it's really good, going back and looking at some of those earlier episodes on the physical conditioning. We have our highly popular episodes on physical fitness, exercises you can do without having to uh, lug around a set of weights or a universal gym. Looking at those things of physical did that. It's an excellent, excellent series. So we'll look forward to seeing you at the range. I'm Bill Bateman, part of the team here at Refuse to Be a Victim Personal Protection Training. That's all for this week. Thank you. The preceding program was a presentation of Retired Guy Productions.